0: marriage. It's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. All right, friends, we're with a couple today that everybody needs in their lives. These are the kind of people that, uh, as my friends would say, you just want to eat them with a spoon because they're so sweet. They keep you laughing, they're full of truth and wisdom, Uh, just super awesome people. So Jesse and Jill Tunnel, we are so honored that you joined us today and we always kick things off with you guys introducing each other because we feel like it's a really sweet way um, (laughs) to meet the husband and wife and it throws a spin on just introducing yourself. So, give us just the basic deets of what, what a day looks like, how you spend your time, uh, you know, what you do, what your family looks like, those basics so that we kind of know who we're hearing from today. Jill, you want to go first? Sure, sure. Okay.
1: So, I'm introducing Jesse. Yes. So, Jesse Tunnel is my husband. He is currently um, a pastor in the North Texas area. So, we've been doing that for, for several years. Um, but a really cool thing about Jesse Tunnel is
0: he's currently going through the police academy as a 42-year-old. So, wow. Yeah.
1: Really exciting
0: times. And what a balanced Pastor and police force. That's right. I'm sure we'll get to talk more about that.
2: Might need to be a prerequisite in the future. For sure.
1: <laughs> right. it, it is. It would it's not both, be a bad yeah, thing. For sure. It's uh, a protector of lives in multiple and arenas. Yes. So eternal and earthly. That's exactly <laughs> yes. right. So 42 years old. All right. That's how old he is. <laughs> I'm glad
3: I'm glad we threw that in twice. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, Jill Tunnel. Wow, the words mom, high school, teacher, best friend, rock in all shifting things. She is a rock. I love her. We've been married nineteen years, and she's the favorite part of my day. Every day.
0: Well that was so much sweeter. That's that is so awesome. Fun. And she yeah. just
3: turned 40. Oh, there it is! There it is!
0: And you have a fabulous family. I think so. How big? How many? We have four kids.
1: So we have Adam. He's 14. And then Kara is 12. Joy is 9. And Sam, our baby's 5. Just started kindergarten this year. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And you uh, are homeschooling family. We are. We homeschool
1: with a co-op. So, um, And we've done that ever since Adam was... Um, in kindergarten our oldest so we've we've homeschooled now for some time but I but I by profession I'm a teacher so I was went to school to be a teacher college yeah. to be a teacher and I and I've taught in the many arenas public private and now homeschool yeah i okay. have got all the tools yes well I don't know with God. He's so faithful.
0: There you go. Give <laughs> me the tools I need. Yes. Okay, so we're going to back it up to the beginning of y'all's love story. Okay. Um, because there was a lot of life and marriage before you were pastoring a church too, right? For sure. Yeah. So, okay. How how did you meet? Go ahead, Jess.
3: You're so much better <laughs> telling this, this story. It's a
0: great story.
3: It is a great story. Uh, we moved to Mineral Wells, Texas. My dad, uh, surrendered to the ministry and we were living in Brownwood. We moved to Fort Worth to go to seminary and his first church to pastor was in Mineral Wells, Texas, Indian Creek Baptist Church, where Jill's family, uh, have lived and always gone to church. And Jill's dad was the music pastor and my dad was the pastor. And
1: Hey, this is going to be public, I know. Th- things
3: reconciled later, but they actually could not stand each other during their time there at the church, which is an interesting
0: part of our
1: story dynamic.
3: Yeah. But go ahead.
0: Well, how old were you guys at that so time? So I was
1: 10 and he was 12. Okay. So, you know. Jesse's a looker. And I'm so glad that this is just audio. But, man, if you can see him, he's something special. And
0: if you know Jill, you get to hear about that a lot. He's a
1: cutie. I'm not, not going to like just downplay it. He's something special. So when I met him when I was 10 and 12, immediately I thought, brown chicken, brown cows, So cute. So really, our story is funny in that I, I grew up. And if you knew me as a ten-year-old, I was in awe of Jesse. And it wasn't just, he's a cutie, but it was the anointing of God. He had he had always been set apart for um, for ministry. So that was the most attractive part. Even when he was twelve, was his you know softness and tender heart towards God and the things of the Lord. So. Anyway.
3: And not that I was a jerk, but no. that we were we were two years different, but four grades. So she's the oldest in her grade. I was the youngest. So it was just you know she was her and her friends were the girls we hit with the wall ball Wednesday sure. nights at church. And there was just and, none in, of and that in my in my mind, in my I mind. was
1: strate- He was strategic about nailing me with a ball, but I was strategic about placing myself by him in the pew in
0: case the pastor said hold hands. <sighs> Oh, how funny. Mm, so but, Aaron and I can relate to that because Aaron's two years younger than me. And, and we also met in elementary school. And so I, he was always the younger guy. Yeah. So we were friends. I didn't know he already had eyes for me, but to me, he was just the younger guy. Cause two years it's a big difference when, you're when you're young, young and 12. it's a big deal. That's so, true. so then when did the tide start to change? So he, Jesse and his family got
1: called to another church when he was a senior in high school. Ooh. I know it was...
3: Junior, sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. Junior. <laughs> and you just got your driver's license. That's right. And he had looked forward to his driver's license all, you know, yeah. as, as one does. And then they moved to the house across the street from the high school in Albany, Texas. So he didn't even get to, you know, he got to walk to school. <laughs> so he, we re-met, uh, it's just a little tidbit. We re-met in college. I was going to Hardin-Simmons in Abilene in 1999. And he had graduated from college at Howard Payne and was working on his master's at Hardin-Simmons. Wow. And so we reconnected in college.
2: Surpri- was it a surprise when you reconnected? Or-
1: oh, yes.
3: My uh, yeah. my brother was going to a wedding that of one of my his mother
1: fr- was playing the piano. Yeah, for her. and
3: he said, "Hey, did you know Jill Narkomy is going to college at Hardin Simmons?" And I was like, "No, I didn't." He said, "Well, you should you should call her." And so this is what seven years. Yeah, later. I haven't seen
1: him since he was yeah. a junior in high school. Really.
3: So I sent her an email and said, Well, I'm gonna be on campus. Wait, we this had week. email way
2: back then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It really was the early days though of, of, of you
3: know, email. So, yeah. uh, so um I sent her an email and said, Do you wanna have lunch? So our first date was on her parents' dime, her food plan in the dorm. I mean in the cafeteria. In the cafeteria. The it was house? actually
1: Burger King, but I paid for wow. sure. Yeah. I thought Yeah. You thought you had arrived? I thought, oh my I mean, goodness, I guess, I, then. Yes, I think I had proposed to him the day <laughs> that we met in Burger King. Like, are you dating? Are you good? Are we good to go ahead and like... We
3: yeah. had so much fun. So we had that lunch and then said, let's do it again next week. And then we never stopped dating. Yeah, it was sure. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, And then you learned quickly that uh, seminary and your master's work was not priority. That's when you joined the military and that whole... Yeah. time frame. So. I had
3: already actually joined the army on delayed entry. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and so it was on this delayed thing. And so we were dating. And then um, in January of 2001, One. yeah, yes. of 2001, I went and left and went to Fort Benning, Georgia for basic training. And that's really where we fell in love. Jill wrote me a letter every day. We fell in love through letters of Daisy Journey. Wow, it was. It I was mean, like that's
0: weird. not an obscure thing, though, in yeah. the sense of when you do hear stories about people who wrote letters regularly, they often there is a deep connection that happens because you're sharing words and you're sharing your heart. And I don't know what would you say that, but I yeah, just,
1: because there was a physicality removed. You know, mm. most people that are dating or are. are and especially you Christians, you know, you're struggling, yeah. you're struggling to yeah. get to that marriage deadline, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you have to wait, 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 and yeah. we did, that was removed. And so we really did get to know each other's heart in a, in a way I don't think that most do with the basic training
0: letters. So, so that was January of 2001. And mm-hmm. so then when were you married? We were married September the 5th, the 15th, 2001.
1: So it was a quick, it okay. was a quick it was, re-meet, yeah. engagement. And then 9-11 happened that year, the Twin yeah. Towers. We got
3: married four days four after that. Four days. Because yeah. mm-hmm.
0: we were also married in 01. Really? Yeah, yeah. in June.
1: Oh, man. We are like right at your tails I now. know. I yeah. know. Well, we were also 12 when we got married. So.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did follow up through letters, and what Jill didn't know is, and those of you guys who served would, would know, that... You have to pay for every letter you receive with extra PT oh. from the drill sergeants, you know. And really? I had no idea. And so she would send me a letter a day and I would have to pay for it every day. And it, it was always worth it. And then if it ever smelled like perfume, that was triple pay. <laughs> for the day and so no every way. once in a while she would send me a perfume letter and i would just pay for it
0: like what like what would they make you do
3: they they had this thing like the dorm was a big rectangle and had a tape and you were not allowed in the middle that was no man's land and so it made an aisle all the way around so it would be like five duck walks which would mean you, you know, you're crouched just moving your feet so you'd have to duck walk around it five times to get oh. your letter or Extra or shows, push-ups yeah. or flutter right. kicks. Go. I was there
1: for basic training graduation, and the eyes that I got from his cadets, like you know, his fellow yeah. military men, were like, "Oh, you're the one." And I didn't. And to this day, I really didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's Sometimes funny. they would have
3: to pay too. It just depend on the, yeah, mood, the, the drill. drill sergeant mood.
0: I had no idea. It's like camp. I thought it was like camp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Sure, sure. It's a letter time.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So then. Okay. As newlyweds, you were active duty?
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I was finishing college at
1: Mayor Harden Baylor, and so 9-11 happened. We pretty much knew immediately, because he was in the infantry, okay. that he would be going to war. So,
3: But but I want to stop and say this, because Jill loves Abilene, Texas, loved Hard Simmons. When we met, started dating, she was living in a sorority house with three of her Hi. best friends. Okay. Yeah, a house with... Sorority friends, and the three of her best friends, and she left in the middle of the school year and moved to, yeah, yeah. you know, with me to marry me and became a commuter student and married hard. Ba- gave up hard. All that—that's mm-hmm. always meant a lot to me. Well, you're worth it. She's I'd always do it been all over, over again. Sure, sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll leave it there.
1: <laughs> you're worth it. I'd do it all over again Thanks in a heartbeat. You. You're you're. Dream was coming true before my eyes. It was. It was, and I still to this day, nineteen years later, I go. I mean, we often go. Can you believe that? Like, yeah. Who and you know, I'm careful to advise young girls who are having crushes or going through. You know, that's not ideal. You're not always going to get to marry your
0: crush, but yeah. It. I don't know. Worked it's, out. Yeah, it worked out. For us. Okay, so that's all sweet and cushy and mm-hmm. you know all the good stuff. What was? one or two of the hardest parts of the beginning for you guys because you just described yeah. we're going active duties Nine eleven just happened you left everything you loved in abilene yeah. so there was some struggles i'm sure oh for sure we were and we were young i was young
1: i was 20 turned yeah. 21 the next day that we after we got married and then jesse was 23 so we were such babies mm-hmm. in the whole yeah, I'd, yeah. go ahead We had a hard... Well,
3: as newlyweds, we deployed. So, I spent 13 months overseas, and that was like prior to the Skype and everything. Mm -hmm. So, again, we... And it wasn't
1: until a year... We had spent a year together married. Yeah. Until he was... And then he was gone the next whole year. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And there was so... It was so funny because you would get maybe like once a month a satellite phone call, but it... Number one, the satellites had to line up for you to get through. So I would spend forty-five minutes to two hours just listening to beeping, trying to for the. And then if she was awake. There was no cell phone, so Uh, if she was awake, she had to be near a a phone. phone. It
1: was two thousand and one or two.
3: But we, it wasn't going through a cell. It had to be a landline. Yeah, our whole system, and so she had to be somewhere that could hear it, Right. right. and then she had to be around. It was
1: hard. It was in two another year of letters, thirteen months of letters back and forth. So we have boxes of Uh, just you know documenting our yeah
3: yeah. Some letters had to be removed. Sure. <laughs> 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 so Our kids, never remind us. Uh, no. Fair, yeah. fair.
1: But then we had to reacquaint ourselves. When he came back from war, it was this whole, you know, PTSD is real. Go Tell of the story. Okay. So the first week he came <laughs> back, 13 funny. months, you know, we, we went to go play tennis because that's something we enjoyed doing together. Got our balls, got, got our rackets, went on post. I was crushing him. I mean, I was just.
3: I don't really remember crushing. but
1: I was, it, was, it was a not a battle. There was just no competition. And I was having such a fun time. And he just broke down, started crying in the court. I mean, you know, because he had just. And we were so young. Yeah. I would have been more gentle and more. I would have let him win a little bit. But some things as, as small as, you know, losing a tennis match set him into this. And so we had to navigate those waters for sure. It was hard. So hard.
3: Yeah, Jill was really patient, and I know a lot of the soldiers that came back with me didn't have people like Jill well, that, God. you know, yeah, definitely the, the God, God but us, also, yeah. you know, someone who was patient through that process and caring. and they didn't fare in it nearly as well. So
1: Jesse's unit actually caught Saddam Hussein, the 4th Infantry Division, uh, so he was, when we say he was in the thick of it, he was in the thick of the Iraq war. So wow. he was stationed part in six
3: months
0: of it into crit, which was Saddam Hussein's hometown. So, and then it's hard. Did you go back? Did mm-hmm. you have more deployments? No, that
3: was it. When we got back, uh, my, uh, military service was coming to an end. And Jill said, I do not. <laughs> we really enjoyed military life, lot. But after that, she said, I don't, I don't want to yeah. ever do that. Deployments
1: again. were not for us. And some people, our friends in the military love <laughs> deploying. Yeah it was life to their marriage to us it was not we did not do well apart so we learned that pretty quick okay that together was better
0: yeah for us yeah and then finish seminary after that or good question candy
3: yeah well um well jill had graduated and moved back to mineral wells and was already teaching school and so when i got out and moved back here we uh, were working with the Southern Baptist Church. We put our resume in with the Director of Missions, and Baptist Church called us out to fill their pulpit and then to be their pastor. So that's kind of how we landed in this, this area.
1: But then went back to Southwestern <coughs> Seminary. Then went to
3: seminary. Yeah, I went back to seminary.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, during that.
1: When did you start making babies? Ooh, five years after we got married. So Okay. When we, we, when were we knew we army. were out of the army, we knew we were planting in the North Texas area. Um, that's when God said, "It's go time." So, yeah. yeah.
3: We had a really hurtful church experience where we had false accusations and uh, and really did, didn't want to have anything to do with the church anymore. Sure. In fact, we just—I got a job uh, in the oil field and was doing well. We were loving it, oh, making. Money. And we were loving Jesus and loving people. but We had we really had no interest in really <clears throat> the church.
0: So working in the oil field, do you mean like the <clears throat> kind where you'd be gone for a week at a time or two weeks at a time? I
3: traveled some, but not...
0: He was it, working on the admissions part okay.
1: of the yeah, units. That... And
3: mostly just in the Metroplex.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it was great. Um, but then...
1: We started, we actually... It's, crazy story we grew up Baptist Southern Baptist right like come from a long line of Baptists mm. we both went to Baptist universities our, our parents were bivocational in, in and yeah. pastoring in the Baptist Church and so we that's just the natural tendency that we did we that's what Church. you did yeah well Jesse had this really kind of a radical um I don't know you would explain
3: a crisis of faith a
1: crisis of faith.
3: <clears throat> Yeah, a lady's husband was dying in our church, and she called me and said, "Could you come? <clears throat> excuse me, could you come pray for him to be healed?" And I said, "Absolutely." And then I hung up the phone. And I just had complete dread and fear because that was not in any kind of context that I'd ever known, um, which kind of set me on a journey of like discontentment of why, when, well, first of all, I just decided I'm going to read the Bible for my, myself, probably the first time in my life. <clears throat> so I just to down and start reading the Bible and decided I'm going to— As gonna,
1: a pastor, which is—isn't yeah. that mind-boggling? Because like, you we We'd only been yeah. fed. You oh, get yeah. fed the, the Bible Bible's from right. a
3: perspective. And so I'm going to read the whole Bible myself, and I'm going to believe everything that it said. <clears throat> and when I did that, it really kind of led a discontentment with why there's so much power in the church, in the Bible, and no power in my church experience, you know, no mm-hmm. dynamic, no— <clears throat> very little passion, just religion. Mm-hmm. And so that led us on a journey. Me, personally, I discovered you know the, the authority of the Scripture, the person of the Holy Spirit, yes. which led a lot of friction in yes. our marriage <clears throat> for a time where Jill had thought I was leading us into complete heresy. So we had to walk through all that, too, which led in a departure from the Southern Baptist, which was even more friction,
2: Um, With family, I'm sure. Between between us us and with our family.
0: Okay, so let's settle right here for a minute. Sure. When there is, uh, I mean, because I think, you know, we believe that our entire life is a journey Mm -hmm. to be more Christ-like and know Him more. I mean, like it's a never-ending, right? And so as you're doing that, you're going to have new questions and new revelation and new... and, And we have our own walk as individuals, but then we also often on the podcast talk about wanting to share our faith with our spouse because we're on mission together right. as a married couple. God's brought us together for a reason. Right. So let's settle there for a minute, if you guys don't mind, sure. and talk about that. What does that look like? I mean, you're Jesse, you're describing a, a pretty radical mm-hmm. experience of, of growing in your faith and starting to question things and also realize right. things in a new way. So yeah, so settle there.
1: What, well, what you was know, that like? It was, it, it was extremely difficult because um, it was new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when, the, when change and newness happens, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I was a master at my spot as a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. as a, it was my identity, you know, and as a Baptist pastor's wife. Like, there was so much goodness that my whole life had banked on that was being shaken. Um, a lot of security, yeah,
3: in, in staying in
1: that. Yeah, and like you said, with family, like mm-hmm. there was what? What are you doing? You're what? What are you, are you doing? What are you doing? You know, so that was really difficult for me to let go of. A lot
0: of metamorphosis happened. Okay, I'm going to ask what might be a hard question, or maybe it'll be easy. But um, especially as women, yeah. I think often we struggle with worrying about what others yes. think. Yeah, and so in that time, um, do you feel like your, your struggle was more with what everybody else was going to think and say, or more with personally how it was challenging the things that you had, or was it just a lot of both?
1: It It was both, but I've always been really secure in who I am. Even when I was in high school, I just, you know, I, People-pleasing. It was natural to me. I love people. I yeah. loved being a people-pleaser, but...
3: Homecoming queen. Uh, yeah, saying. whatever. It was
1: just <laughs> not my... I didn't care what people thought as much as... It was internally... I was internally combusting. Okay. Who I was, what I had stood firm on, which was false. Come to find out, you know, 15 years later, a oh, lot, wow. lot of the things that I was standing on that were biblical were not even in the Bible, Mm. you know? And so when Jesse was led really on this journey of reading the Bible and having the Holy spirit be the teacher and not a professor or not a father or not a whatever. And he's the best. The Holy spirit is the Uh, best teacher. Right. Yeah. And and so gentle Mm -hmm. and so kind and grace filled, but also powerful.
2: Can you share anything just during this time, this struggle or this, um, Normal life's going on: raising kids, job, marriage, finances, schedules. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just there's life going on as you're doing this. And so, was, did you all pick up any good tricks or traits of how to communicate or how to navigate pinch point struggles? You know, you pick the topic: child raising, finances, um, uh, s- schedules decisions in the household and then <laughs> That's a great question. You know, what good, bad, don't do this, <laughs> don't say this.
1: Um I know where you're going to go with that. The the real lesson that we learned in that because we fought. He wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit and I wanted to shut that guy up like mm. No, I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? I'm not going there. I'm not listening to that teacher. And so we conflicted, and then you got the word of to be an undefendable person. Go with that. Yeah. Ra- it radically changed our marriage, radically.
3: Definitely. Our lives all together. Our
1: lives.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that would just be what not to do. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, because I think as a person who's having this personal experience, and here's your best friend that you want to experience the things that you're experiencing because
2: they're beneficial. Your wife. <clears throat> your wife. It, I mean, that's just beautiful right there in yourself. Most I mean, foundation the number one of the marriage, friend, your wife yeah. is your best friend. Oh, yeah. For
1: sure. We, anytime we counsel with young people that are considering getting married, we're like, hey, chemistry's great. Sex is going to be great. But do you like the person? Because it's forever. You're stuck with them for the rest. <laughs> you, they better be your buddy. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. But please learn from me, like, the immaturity of, trying to force her to experience the things I experienced, which just causes her more pain, more distrust, yeah. makes her feel pushed and cornered instead of loved and led. And mm-hmm. so I really made those mistakes early on of just really trying to push her to uh, encounter God in the same ways that I had. And so that did, we, we were at a place where <clears throat> if, if, if we didn't have the legacy that we had, I think we would have been thinking divorce. I sure. mean, I think it was in our minds. We I just would never there. say it because I'm our parents me. are still married. Our grandparents, we just have a legacy of uh strong marriage. And so I, I really, I was just trying to be as honest as possible with God. And I say, God, you like, I can't go on like this. So either, Fix Jill, fix me, let one of us die, whatever has to happen. Yeah, I don't think you really prayed that. (laughs) I think I did. You know, because it just, to let us out of this situation, because this is really not good. And maybe Jill didn't feel that, but I was at that point of frustration. And uh, I've only heard God speak to me clearly just a few number of times. Not audibly, but you know, when he speaks and everything in your world changes. And... And I'll never forget, he said to me, become an unoffendable husband, become an unoffendable husband. And so, um, that really, it was, um, it was a deep cut because it said, she's not the problem. You're the problem. Mm. But at the same time, that deep cut just caused so much hope to come into my heart that God's going to do something. He's going to fix this. And so... I don't know for the next. It's hard to think about the time frame, but the next year maybe I tried to just shut my mouth,
1: and and, it changed my world because where we would have fought to the death, he would he would be take the higher road. You know, I'm like fight with me. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Whatever you you know, and so it wasn't like a surrender of a of his person or his personality or his convictions even. It was just this pleasant leading, which I found was so much like the father, this pleasant leading into mm. the next journey together. Cause we were growing, we were changing. I was, then I started reading, well, if this changed him this much.
0: I'm going to try to read the Bible myself. <laughs> so we often talk about how the Holy spirit is so much of a better teacher slash heart changer than your spouse. Right. Absolutely. Like I could nag my husband until Sunday about something, but if I let the Lord work, it's going to stick, it's going to happen and Protect it's going to happen the right way. That's right. right. And so that's kind of what you just described. Like Jesse, you wooed her into the scripture and the Holy Spirit by shutting your mouth yes, and giving him the space and room to draw her in. And boy, did he. In so such a beautiful. beautiful way. And so we now work with this,
1: this word unoffendable. It's not actually a word in the English vocabulary. And Jesse's actually writing a book about it. I know. And it's just been this life transforming m- word to live in, without offense to him. There's nothing he can do to me that's going to make me be bitter or hold forgiveness at bay. Vice versa. And then in our lives. I mean, people are gonna offend you.
2: Especially in today's culture, right? Well,
1: ah, it's a word for today, right? Like yeah. people are going but to walk as a dead man like Jesus told us to, you're you're no it's no longer you. It's me who lives. Let mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. it really did radically shift us into this yeah. instead of fighting against each other journeying together. Yeah.
0: So we've also talked about um lots of lots of marriage ministries. Talk about um knowing how to fight, fighting well, like the goal in marriage is not to never fight. I mean, you're going to disagree about things, but it's to know how to fight, right? How to come through on the other side. And, and you spoke just a minute ago, like about how you would, it would be a a topic where you would potentially fight to the death, right? Like you'd be so angry with one another. And it wasn't that he, it wasn't that Jesse said, okay, you're right. Or, okay, we'll do it your way. Or, okay, I'm wrong. Or it wasn't any of that. He held true to what the Lord was teaching him. Right. But he just said, I'm not going to fight about it. Absolutely. I'm Which not would gonna... just drive
1: me <laughs> <more> insane. <laughs>
0: because, but I, I think yeah, that's so important for people. Like couples that may be listening who fight and fight and fight and fight and can't figure out how to get out of the fight because they disagree and they can't find common ground. And so they just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. There's something to be said for choosing to just not fight about it. Amen. I mean, I know there's a lot more to that, but I just feel like that needs to be heard. Mm -hmm. That it's okay to disagree. It's okay to give each other space and time. And that to see there's hope. But there's still hope unless you're slinging mud and, I mean, our words hurt Mm -hmm. and we can't take them back, you know? And so... Anyway, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share with that. I think it's important.
2: Yeah, I, I heard when uh, Pastor Jeff shared that, um, I was thinking of spiritual leadership in mm. the home as, as the man is to be the spiritual leader. He used the words lovingly lead instead of crowd and force her, back her into a, a corner. Um, and, and just as, as the leader... it was more inviting jill jill was drawn out to follow which you know we we talked about um, women want to be protected want to be led want to be loved um, not forced and boxed in a corner Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways that that was um, obviously the holy spirit um uh, teaching and and,
0: uh, he's been so gracious for sure in that but it's not easy right i mean be real like no. Jill, you said it would make you so mad that he yeah. wouldn't go to battle with you. And Jesse, how hard was it to constantly just not battle yeah. for
3: your yeah. beliefs? Yeah, you feel or... like a punching bag for that, that first year. But but then <laughs> it... It wasn't
0: that long. Uh, <laughs> it felt
3: okay. like three. Whatever, Many moons and what, moons Whatever ago. you say, honey. <laughs> a...
1: It was. It was, no. this, um, it was a surrender of self, you know, and
2: yeah.
3: But it, it, it all comes around. And... And I think it's not the fact that you're not offended because everybody's offended to say that you'll never be offended is not true. It's um, it's not letting the devil keep you in that place of bitterness, which is rooted in finding your satisfaction in God, that he's enough for you. And when he's enough for you, then when your wife rejects you, then you can just turn to him because he wants you. And once you have that, that you're completely satisfied in him alone, then you don't have that expectation on your bride to satisfy. You already have that. And so you can just love her through whatever situation. And really,
1: when we were walking in that lifestyle of not holding on to offense, yes, offense is going to come. But then giving it straight to God, like, hey, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to deal with this because that's your job. It was freedom. Freedom so to yeah. live your life and do the best you can um, with the Holy Spirit's help. Because you don't carry that offense then right. to every next situation. That's exactly right. Hey, you offend me. My my workplace offends me. My, this lady at the grocery store, she was really offensive. Hey,
0: <laughs> walk in freedom. Yeah, I, That's not on me. And then what a safe place I would imagine that you guys created for one another. Coming through on the other side. Yes. There was a genuine safe place yes. between you, which is one of the healthiest, best places you can be in a marriage, is to be one another's safe place, right? Still, yeah, to this day our, our favorite places together. For sure. And it, it Yeah. And it's only getting better. It's really only getting better. Okay, so let's jump to the current because this is amazingly fun to tell this part of your story. Uh-huh. You've been building a house. Oh yes. And the six of you yes. have been living in a Winnebago Winnebago yeah, yeah. for 16 months and 18 days, but who's counting? <laughs> Over oh, a year now. And when, the, when it started, it was a very conscious family team decision, right? You didn't think it would be this long? No.
1: I was under the impression it was going to be six months to a year. I was leaning towards the six months. So that has been a journey, but so good in oh. and of itself. I mean, we learned to live with one drawer. Like I have four children, and they had, had a, Adam had a drawer, Kara had a drawer, and for sixteen months and eighteen days. Now we've been in the house for about four weeks, so you know, a whole new. World. It is. <laughs> but what they learned is they didn't lack for one thing. Yeah, not one thing. They never didn't have anything to wear. They always had something to wear. You know, we always had an adventure to take, and so God just refined me, who I I can be a. I'm a refined hoarder, you know. I might need it. I have four kids. I don't know when I'm going to need the thing. You never know, right? Yeah, my garage. I I
2: think I have um, two old dishwasher motors. You never know when you may need a dishwasher motor. One is
1: none. Two is one. That's That's my philosophy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What God took us through just in the physical, you know, Mm -hmm. just this pruning of things Mm -hmm. when we lived in the Winnebago. Um, we've now carried that into a lovely home that's still incomplete, but we're
0: living in it and, and minimally living. Um. That's not a bad thing to keep the minimalistic part of it, right? So good, yeah. So much. There's easier. freedom in that. Freedom. I, yeah.
2: I, I see. I hear in your story, and you know, camping out and hearing the stories, um, your both of your your family's perspective on this situation. You chose the high ground. You chose. We're going to enjoy this instead of looking at all my children only have one door. You were like, "Hey, sure. it's good, it's fine." A perspective, yeah. Or you, you know, um, when we go camping in, in the RV, I can hear my children breathing when they <laughs> sleep. Right, I, you, like there, there's little things, but you, you, I'm sure there was pinch points, and but you've always. It seems, chose the high ground. You Jesse, enjoyed you, smiling, you, you enjoyed the situation. It <laughs> was a chapter in the book and you smiled
3: through it. Absolutely. I mean, we look, I mean, we, we were sad to leave the Winnebago, believe it or not. I mean, there's obviously the excitement of having some space, but we were sad because we thoroughly, there were times we wanted to rip each other's heads off. Uh, living in that tide of quarters, but at the same time, you lay down at night and you just say, good night, Adam, good night, Kara, <laughs> good night, Joy, good, good night, night, Claire, <laughs> you know, and everybody's just sitting in well, one, one yeah. room, you know, and so. It was
1: precious, and it was also temp- temporal, so I knew that this yeah. wasn't going to be our lifelong term, which gave a lot of relief in my mind, because yeah. living in a room for 16 months and 18 days is hard. You'll exactly. never get that back. No, and it's so so we made so many memories. We had to like unplug and go to California, and we go to New North Dakota, like you know, because it was our home. It was so fun. I
2: I think it's cool just looking at your story, and ultimately, I give give God the glory and His master plan, right? Mm -hmm. But but um, struggles and difficulties—that's what makes it good. You have to break Mm -hmm. down muscle to build it bigger. That's good. And and so in your early. You were deployed early in your marriage. Married for a year, and then you were gone. And early in the letters, like you all went through tough points early on, and that quickly could have drove you apart, but it drove you closer together. And then um, your your faith—what uh, was the word you use? Faith challenge, faith yeah, crisis. crisis, faith crisis. crisis. Faith. That that was a pinch point, a breaking down of the muscles, and it just it made your relationship stronger and stronger. And so. I, my encouragement, just another example, another couple that, hey, couples, when you face obstacles, was it, I mean, is it James that says, you know, count it pure joy yes. that when you face challenges, because those are those that you have two choices. You will be driven apart and be drawn weaker or you can see it and change your perspective and grow from it. Know it's temporal. Know you'll get through it. Hey, we're on the same team we're going to become stronger coming out of this. That's I just, such a good word. I think you have great examples oh, in your marriage. Um,
1: and, yeah, and so many couples, you know, you know, so many couples now that we counsel and talk to, they just want to throw in the towels yeah. too, too it's tough. So easy. And you're I'm not diminishing the, the toughness. No. It is tough. Yeah. What you're going through is really hard. But there's hope. You know, yeah. So
0: that's such a good word. And probably, would you guys say that part of the reason... That you were able to dig in and push through those really difficult times is because divorce was never on the table.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it was never an option. I mean,
0: I feel like when when that decision is made, then you're in it differently than when you're willing to throw around and divorce. It's,
1: it's absolutely true, and when it's not on the table, it's almost like you you can work from positivity. Well, that's yeah. just never an option. Right. So we better get we got to get through this. Let's do How this. How we thing. gonna do it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So good. And we had parents. You know, our parents are both still married and our, all both sets of our grandparents. You know, so it was, I don't know, what you did. Yeah. But you can do what you're going to do with a good heart and a happy attitude, or you can do it with a, well, this is going to suck for the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. so yeah. yeah.
3: And can I add this one? I was really asking the Holy Spirit. I think one thing that really helped with Jill and I, We are gifted so differently, which I'm guessing most couples are. That's why they're together. But Jill is a very uh, prophetic and discerning person, and I'm a very uh, merciful merciful pastor, uh, giving-type giftings. And so early on, we could not stand that about each other. It was always our fighting point that— I'd get a a thank
1: you note in the mail for for this gift that you know you had given us this financial gift, and I had no idea he was giving money mm, to people behind our backs, and it was infuriating because I would be infuriated, you know. He wouldn't tell me what he was doing, so it was this source of contention continually.
3: And and I perceived her discernment as just being harsh, mean, and a jerk towards people and in her and you know people who are gifted there's also when you use that gifting in the flesh can be those things and it was the same way I was a doormat that always got walked over and it drove her crazy Mm -hmm. and so there was a turning point about that same time when we were meeting the person of the Holy Spirit and learning to be obedient to him but it took us a long time but to realize that I cannot use my giftings without her fully and she can't without and coming to a place instead of those giftings causing us to tear each other apart. Um,
1: but to respect them.
3: To realize yeah. that they are extremely valuable. Yeah. And to this day now, when something comes up, I'll just ask her to discern, what do you think about this person or this situation? And it's so powerful when you're relying on each other's giftings versus hating those things about each other. Because there were times we didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, That's we were lies. just totally in the flesh, didn't know how to be led by the Spirit. But now that we can realize and appreciate those things, like the, the kingdom effect. And we had so many
1: mentors. Is. I mean, we had—there were our pastor in Copper Scope, Mark and Annette Kemp. I mean— um
0: gosh we love mentoring we they're not a, being the meant but like we love that the process the, of discipleship yes, i just think there's something to walk beside a couple that's one season ahead of it you is, or two right? or two yeah but just to to glean their wisdom um to help grow your marriage from where it is to make it even better there's just so much richness in relationships like that so much like
1: um always being felt you should be being mentored by someone i don't and, care and you should be
0: yeah, speaking into someone else on both sides yes jesse i love what you just shared like that makes me so excited about marriage which isn't a new thing obviously you're kind it's of pro-marriage i kind know of what Katie. the lord has broken my heart for but you the got way, some work right here <laughs> the way that you beautifully described the balance of how the lord is able to more fully use our giftings because of the partner he has given us mm-hmm. in life. Like, to me, that's so exciting. Like, okay, Lord, what are you going to do next, right? It's That, that yeah. my little piece with Aaron's piece becomes bigger and greater and more powerful.
2: Yeah, it's, it's if you look at your, your marriage or your family as a corporation or a, or a company and you want to thrive and grow and, and conquer more land and for the Lord, you don't need two people that are really good at the same thing. You right. want to hire someone like, um, I'm, I'm good at finances. Yeah. I'm horrible at schedule. I need to hire someone in my company that can manage the company's schedule, the family schedule. My wife is that's so it's the, the opposites are actually good things because now your rap sheet or your diversity of your company yes. of your top, line is look we, we are we are very diverse we can go far and then obviously the holy spirit filling in the gaps you know and meshing yeah. it all together so
0: but it's a kind of a perspective thing would you say when you guys realized that it's not that you're against each other and disagreeing about everything That's it's right. that you're bringing the different pieces well it was valuing his mercy and not mm-hmm. despising it. it was valuing, seeing mm-hmm. it as a, a, good a, yeah, yeah. a good thing yeah a good thing
3: and the holy spirit is essential for that for sure, he guides us into all truth and teaches us all things. And if unless you're walking in step with him, you're not able to see that in your partner. And that may be sure.
1: overwhelming for for marriages to go. Well, how do I? What do I do? How do I meet the Holy Spirit? How do I engage him in my? Or not use him, for lack of a better word. Yeah, tap into the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's tricky, but not really. How would you do that, Jeff?
3: It's like a different podcast to me. I
0: <laughs> think that's a, a little special edition?
3: We have that special <laughs> part B coming your time. way, right?
0: Right? We'll do this uh, again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, real daily life talk. Let's go there for just a minute. Oh, fine. Jill and I have already gone there before, but I'm going to bring the guys in on it. Uh-oh. You live in a Winnebago with four children behind a curtain, homeschool for 16 months. Right.
3: During you just, COVID.
0: You just go 16 months without any intimacy. That was tricky, Candy. <laughs>
3: that was tricky. I
0: mean, you know, couples talk about, how, oh, gosh, date night's so hard because of this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, and sex and blah, 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 blah. But, like, y'all lived in a Winnebago for 16 months. If the trailers rocking, don't come a-knocking. But the kids are rocking
1: in there with walking you. walking down the road. We had great <laughs> in-laws. We lived next door. We were in a unique situation where we lived next door to my mom and dad. So we would really uh, capitalize on babysitters next door. And we would, and yeah, Maybe we would just
3: time. go away for the weekend and yeah. get a hotel room. But it was
1: definitely breaks. hard for
0: sure. Like yeah. you had to make it priority That's right. or it could have just slipped out the door for because of busyness it. Yeah. and it just not being easy. Yeah. Right, sure. It
3: was yeah. definitely
0: intentional and had to, had to
1: have effort for sure.
3: And you have to purposely not let your life be driven by sex drive, which unfortunately is a problem in these days. Oh,
1: that's a good word.
3: It's a it's a natural hunger, like any natural hunger that we have, and we can either deal with it positively or let it ruin our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it was a lot it's of a choice you, know, you make.
1: Jesse not pouting and me not, you know,
3: feeling manipulated. All yeah. that we got to let all that go.
1: We we it was. We were refined in these 16 months and 18 days, which
0: makes a normal house, makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. I mean, I could spend two more hours with you guys because it's so much fun. But is there any last nuggets that you would like to leave our listeners with that we haven't already covered or that you want to reemphasize?
3: I would like to. I would like to say at that point where Jill and I were at a really bad spot and God was being, I I hurt Jill extremely, uh, just through lack of self-control sexually. And I mean, I know that that's a common story, but she left, she left and took the kids for a few days and, um, things were just up in the air all the way around in our lives. We were in a lot of chaos, uh, and, Definitely a turning point in our marriage came when she came home and um, she walked in and she said, I will never leave you. Mm -hmm. Mm. And when she said those things, when she said those words, it broke open just a whole new reality because it's one thing to make vows on your wedding day. It's another thing to reassure those vows in the middle of heartache and confusion uh, and so I'll forever be grateful to her for that day and those words. They they changed our lives. That's good. Yeah. So maybe you need to say that to your spouse.
1: Like I'm not going to leave.
3: Maybe they need to hear that. No matter what, I will never. That's what
2: she said. No matter what, I will never leave you. I just I, I picture it, it's a like in the middle of the war war movie. You know, brother Band of Brothers or oh, Saving Private case. Ryan or whatever. They're in the trenches and. And that's that's when the commitment means something, not on the mountaintop on the wedding day, right? So good, but in the trenches yeah. when the dirtiness and everything, and it's like I will not leave you. I'm here. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, Jesus gives us that same message, right? The
0: power of the tongue, <laughs> yes. and and we've kind of now talked about that on both ends of the spectrum through y'all's love story of how there was a time when the words were really tearing one another down and hurting. And then there were also times where words brought life back to your marriage. Yeah. So. Like um, a rudder of a ship. As Mm -hmm. a reminder, yeah, that every word that comes out of your mouth either gives life or brings darkness or death or pain. Right. Um, So words, words are powerful. Agreed. For sure. All right. So it's time for rapid fire. Are you guys ready for a few questions? Yes. I was born right Okay, so Jesse, I'm going to ask you the questions. Okay. You answer them for Jill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then vice versa.
3: Okay, I'm answering for Jill quickly without Like, what thinking.
0: would Jill answer? Okay. Okay. And then there's only five, and yep. then after the questions, then Jill, you tell us how many he got right.
3: Whoa, wait, she gets to think about the questions for her? Yeah, that's I
0: right. I mean, I okay. guess. All right. Mm-hmm. Get ready. ready? Yes. Okay. So, would she choose... A book or movie? Book. Beach or mountains? Beach. Morning or night? Like, morning person night. (laughs) Night. Summer or winter?
3: Summer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, and what is her favorite restaurant?
2: Oh,
3: favorite restaurant, Italian.
0: No.
1: No, no, no.
2: (laughs) Wait, which no?
1: To about half of it. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I have turned into a mountain person. I'm not beach anymore.
3: Oh,
2: whatever. <laughs>
1: but summer, hands down, summer all book? the way. All my- book or movie? Yeah, I go either or, but book I would rather. Definitely
2: not movie in a the theater. I hate movies in
1: a theater. Oh, okay. I can think of a hundred more ways. Okay, to spend well, he needs dollars.
0: to know this moment, this day. What is your favorite restaurant? Oh, uh, well, then he Chipotle. doesn't have to know. Chipotle. Oh, well, that's Mexican. That's not Italian. Not so far from Italian. All right, Jill, before you have much time to think, are you ready? ready. Would Jesse choose book or movie? Mm, Movie. uh, Beach or mountain? Mountain man. (laughs) Morning or night? Morning person. Summer or winter? Winter person. And favorite restaurant?
1: Whataburger?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Whataburger? (laughs) Fuzzy's.
1: No, that would be
3: yours, not mine. What's
0: your favorite restaurant, Jesse?
3: I'd say Texas Day Brazil.
1: Oh. oh. I didn't know we were talking about once a year time, thing. Okay. Hey. We like Texas go. Day Brazil. That's some
2: good stuff. Cool. you got to, like, fast for two days before you nope. Exactly. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> prepare for the meat coma. There you go. I
0: don't know that I've ever met a couple that both people are morning or both people are night. Either one or the yeah. other. Yeah, I feel like there's almost always one's a morning person. What are one's you guys? Morning or morning, morning, night, night? For sure. Yeah. Like I love the quietness of the morning. I can't. I get up. hate getting out of. Bed. I hate waking up. Yeah. That's really hard for me. But I love the quietness of the morning. And then, But I want to and stay like up the late. The idea. <laughs>
3: As I'm in bed like snuggling when people more.
2: tell me about <laughs>
1: it.
0: So dreamy. I mean,
1: this really
3: doesn't happen very often. But last night, Jill was like, I'm not going to bed. I said, I'm not staying up. I went to bed without her for the first time. We and, like
1: to go to bed together. That's a good yeah. thing. That's yeah. a good
2: yeah. I've heard we that's do. a good it's a good. I think it's a even good thing. One gets up and goes leaves after.
0: We have been taught that you should go to bed together, Aww. and then the night owl can get back up and finish the movie or finish sweet. the book.
1: Or trivia crack. I'm really into this trivia crack uh, app.
0: Oh, well, there you go. It's fun. It's a little bit of an Okay, friends, we love you. Thank you. This was fun. We might have you back again. I would love to be back. There's so much more that we could. Thank time. you for sharing part yes. of your day with us.
2: Yes,
3: absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure.
0: And being part of our community. (laughs) Anytime. And we pray many, many, many blessings on your marriage. Thank you. Back at you. All right. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.